The You Can't Make This Up podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. This is the You Can't Make This Up podcast, 15 minutes where you can dive into the unforgettable, hilarious stories that are the essence of educators' lives in schools. On the last episode, you heard this. So you don't live on a farm, but the the two stories you're rolling with are farm animals. Nice. It's crazy. (laughs) The stories shared on this podcast are all true, but any names have been changed. I'm Dr. Matthew X. Joseph. Are you ready to hear another unbelievable story where you'll likely be laughing or shaking your head or saying, you can't make this up? I am ready. So let's do it. Okay. And so every student from each group, they sent one person up and they had a fly swap. One minute later, boom, it starts up again with... And then two... He's just been all over my lanyard. He's he's been touching me. Oh, oh no! And the shot goes. He starts going off the rails. On this episode, we welcome an ASCD emerging leader, learner, and educational leader, Michelle Moore. I just have one question for you, Michelle. Are you ready? Because here we go. We are back for another episode, and I'm extremely excited to welcome in educator Michelle Moore. She is somebody who I had a chance to meet in person a little over a year ago, kind of uh, on the fly, had a chance to connect over Twitter, and then she was presenting a few doors down, so I had to go over and make, a, make an appearance and say hi. But over that time, I've learned a lot from her about social justice and equity, some of the amazing work she's doing on Instagram and other social media outlets in had a chance to collaborate with her on a few of our MASCD equity events. So I'm thrilled to connect with you, see you again, say hi, but to have you share some of your stories. So Michelle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. And it's so funny hearing you share that story. I'm like, back when we could like meet people in real life. <laughs> <laughs> right, a little over a year ago in Miami and, and boy, do I miss it for sure. I know that was, so yeah, I think that was what, January, February and then. Yeah, last uh, last year. So. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you work for an ed tech company and you were also telling me about doing some work coaching principals. So you've been, you do a lot. Yeah, I've been around the block. So I was in public education for 12 years. I'm a huge public school advocate. Um, Left in October, 2019 to go work for an ed tech company 
uh, really just needed a change and was kind of in a place where if I wasn't becoming a principal, then there wasn't really much room for me to grow any, any other direction. And I knew I didn't want to be a principal. I have so much respect for them, but I can't handle that kind of stress in my life every day. I'll, I'll die shortly after. <laughs> yeah, I, I was principal 11 years. I know, I, I know what you're saying. Um, and the work you did when you were in the in public education, what was some of those roles? Yeah, so everything from classroom teacher to technology implementation to STEM and ELL related around equity, making sure that all kids have access to high quality learning experiences. Awesome. And you said you've been following your passion lately and, and doing some equity work and social justice. What have, what have been some of the things that you've done, uh, you've been excited about, that you're proud of? Yeah, I mean, definitely the collaboration with the Massachusetts ASCD webinars, I think, um, really helped solidify for me that even though I'm not in a big school district, I can still have a voice and I can still advocate for change and help people through those conversations. And then um, I'm also involved uh, with some, the Equity Literacy Institute, and I'm actually taking a training right now through them. That's amazing. It's a facilitator training. Um, it lasts the whole month of February, and I'm learning so much. And I, I would just encourage everyone to always keep learning, no matter how much you think you know about a topic. There's always more. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. And, and uh, what were you doing with the principal coaching? That's interesting. Oh, yeah. So you didn't so... want to be a principal, but you were interested in, in coaching. I like it. Yeah, so I worked under professional development and um, you know, the, the role I was in in professional development kept changing, but ultimately what it led to was having uh, 36 schools assigned K through 12, and I would go conduct walkthroughs with the principals, and it was really coaching related based on their systems. So what do their PLCs look like? What do their faculty meetings look like? What are their goals and initiatives at the school? And what are we actually seeing in the classroom? and do those aligned. And if there isn't an alignment, what can we do to fix that and how can we support them? So customizing professional development needs, also just um, you know, building some systems of support around accountability and responsibility to make sure that what the principal communicates is ultimately the change that's being seen in the classroom. And you know, there's a million reasons why that change may never come. Awesome, well, it sounds like some, some, some great work. And for those who are listening and don't know, on, about Michelle, she's from Tampa. And how's it been? How's the celebrations been? How's the community been? When I say Tampa, you say Bay, Tampa. <laughs> Bay. There you go, also known as Champa Bay. So uh -huh. we have been super excited. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning won back you know, in the summer, brought home the Stanley Cup. We had a huge parade uh, amid, you know, um, <laughs> amidst the COVID pandemic kind of freaked some people out. And then we got to do it all over again when Tom Brady took us to the Super Bowl and the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, won the Vince Lombardi trophy. They also wanted to have a parade. So, um, you know, last week there was a big citywide boat parade to try to encourage social distancing. People could come on their boats and Brady and all the coaches would nice. go along the river and show off the trophy. So it was really neat. Did you go? Did you go to the event? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
um, yeah, I, I, ha I had a view like up, you know, from a building and I, I took some pictures from up top, but Super not exciting. down there with the masses of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and as you know, coming on to, to the show and as it's in the name, the, the title of the podcast is You Can't Make This Up. And I think your story actually comes from that Super Bowl parade. Is that correct? That is correct. So I, you know, I had to give a little um, background knowledge in case people didn't know. Now you kind of have the setup. So the Friday before Super Bowl weekend, um, you know, everybody was really excited in Tampa. We are going to school face to face. Um, we've been, the school district has done everything they can to try to ensure that everyone is safe at the schools, but obviously there's limitations. I will share my two kids are in uh, fourth grade and second grade. Uh, they've attended face-to-face -face school since it was possible. Everything's been great. We haven't had to quarantine. Um, their teachers do a great job of reminding them to keep their mask on. So I feel very comfortable with my students attending face-to-face uh, -face school in Tampa. So in order to, you know, keep up all the momentum that we've had this school year. The superintendent sent out an email the Friday before the Super Bowl asking people, you know, to just a reminder to Makes celebrate sense. safely, yeah. avoid large crowds, uh, wear your mask if you are going to be in a crowd and whatnot. So, yeah, so that makes <laughs> a lot of sense, but interestingly right. enough, practical advice, you know, just a little reminder from a district leader, really great. So we won the Super Bowl on Sunday and we hosted a boat parade on Tuesday and our mayor was there, all sorts of uh, leaders from the city were there to buccaneers and went on some photo opportunities and our superintendent was actually able to attend. So he attended and he was wearing a mask in some of the uh, news interviews, but he Wonderful. got caught <gasps> without a mask. Oh no, caught how? Yeah. So there is footage where he's seen without a mask on, um, apparently after taking some photos and the length of time he had his mask off for, you know, is up for debate. Um, in the video itself, it was about 20 seconds, but there's like tons of people around and um, oh, it, it, it was really, really <laughs> packed because it was the end of the parade where everyone's getting off the boat and they're going to do the press speeches and whatnot. So of course, you know, we live in a digital era. Of course, oh boy, I know where this is going. Yeah, tons of photos going across the internet of our superintendent without a mask on, uh, you know, asking, you know, first of all, like, why wasn't he at work? <laughs> <laughs> Number one, why aren't you on the job? Which I'll actually defend him, you know, I think Tampa is the seventh largest uh, school district in the country. I think it's important for the superintendent to be seen as a city and county leader, not just a school district leader. Right. So I, I totally think he belonged there. Um, I just think you have to be very careful in those situations. And, you know, as much as he may have wanted a picture with somebody without a mask on, you just got to keep it on oh, because yes. even if it was just a real quick, you know, oh, no, down yes. and up, it, it's going to be that one <laughs> second that gets you in trouble. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah. That is definitely something you can't make up. Like you send a letter one day to be safe and then get photographed on the news without it. And I'm sure <laughs> that that is definitely something. Wow. I know. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, pretty bad and I don't think he realized uh, 
how many people would latch on to that. Of course, you know, anytime you're in a position of power, I think people are looking to scrutinize. So it was all over social media, on Facebook, oh, on no. Twitter, people tagging the school district, like explain this to me. Um, there's rumors. I don't know if it's true or not, but there's rumors. You know, I saw it on Facebook, so it must be true, right? <laughs> always, always. That's, that should be a sticker. <laughs> um, that he actually was supposed to go to a school after the parade and he was running late to that school and that he went to the school after he had been among all those people without a mask on. Oh no, it just goes from bad to worse. I know. So I think, and, and I don't know, I don't, I have no idea if he, if that part is true or not. It, it seems to be credible, but um, you know, it's just like, man, like just take the rest of the day off. Like. Right. Just call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. Don't do it. Um, wow. Well, and you know, I shared with my boys that the next day when I dropped them off at school because our superintendent does visit a school, at least one school a day. And I said, you know, if that superintendent comes in your classroom today, you ask him to just turn around. <laughs> <laughs> turn it around. We saw you without a mask. We're good. We want to yeah, stay we're in good. School. We don't need you here. But my second grader, uh, had the best response. He goes, I don't get it, mom. We all wear a mask all the time. Why didn't he just keep his mask on? Well, that makes too much sense. No <laughs> right? Knowledge of the second grade has got this figured out. I like it. Awesome. Well, it is so always, always great to connect as much as we can. I've learned so much from you over this time that we've connected. And if others want to learn from you, where can they find you? On Twitter. Twitter is definitely the place I spend the most amount of time on. So Michelle for EDU. And uh, you can message me, you can ask me questions, whatever you need. I will try to help you as best as I can. Awesome. And I'll put her information in the show notes and make sure to reach out. She has some awesome posts of all things education. And I've learned so much through this time. So Michelle, thank you for coming on, being brave enough to share about your supernova because you definitely can't make that up. <laughs> for Thank sure. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me. Awesome. We'll have a great rest of the day and look forward to continuing to connect. This is the You Can't Make This Up podcast brought to you by Anchor. Create, distribute, post your podcast 100% free at anchor.fm. Subscribe to this podcast on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a rating and review and share it with your friends. And remember, you don't have to be an educator to listen. Special thanks to Carl Hooker for his influence in getting me started on this project. Dr. Jeff Pritchett for introducing me to Anchor. And Christine Bravesi weinstein for writing the intro and outro to this podcast. And each and every guest who has shared a small snippet of their educational journeys with us and made us laugh out loud along the way. I'm Matthew X. Joseph. And this is the You Can't Make This Up podcast.